Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners, no matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. You're listening to part four of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum's very special conversation with Hayden Duncan. You know, a lot of the regulations we're seeing involve the environmental area, okay? Now, I know that Young people like to get out. A lot of them go out and hike around and ride their bikes and things like that. Uh, Do you think that your peers understand the impact of environmental regulations beyond, look, we know it's, you can't drive down the road and throw garbage out of the car. You know, you can't spill oil all over the road and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, those are common sense things. You know, you take care of your environment. Uh, You don't, that's what you got to do. But the environmental regulations from Washington go way beyond that. They are ruining our industry. They are so restrictive that home building is affected. Though everything. Do you think that your peers understand the impact of environmental regulations, the Endangered Species Act and things like that, for instance? Maybe not necessarily now, but I, I am optimistic that they will. Um, you know, we for a long part of our lives, we've been deceived by the left uh, that if we didn't support these environmental protection precautions that they thought were best, that the environment would would dry out and it would get immensely hot and it would become unstable and we were unpatriotic if we didn't support these measures to protect our environment. But when you get out and start to build a home and apply for a septic tank permit and, and apply to build your house or, or, or really do any of this, go to buy a car, that's when these folks of my generation, I think, will finally understand that maybe this red tape, these environmental restrictions, definitely immensely affect their lives. This, this red, unnecessary red tape, these redundant red tapes, really affect the cost of them building their first home or putting in a septic tank or buying a car 
are making, you know, a life-changing decision or even a small decision. I think that's when they're going to realize just how absurd some of these environmental regulations are. Let's let's go to government eavesdropping on your personal life. Is that important to you? Definitely. And I think this is one of the areas that really hit home for my generation. We grew up on on cell phones and for whatever reason that that became a large part of our lives. Social media became a large part of our lives. And you know, I think that for a large part the average American and the average member of my generation understood that that there was some government chaperoning occurring. But I don't think that it really hit us just to the depths of, of which they were playing this Big Brother type until maybe the Snowden event. You know, I, I don't think that the average teenager or, or college kid or post-college grad understood that the NSA can go and read your text messages, they can go through your pictures, they can stalk your Facebook, your Instagram, or whatever you have with with really just a whim. And I think that really hit home to us that if they have the ability to to do all this from their computer with with just a whim or a worry to do so, what else could they do? And I think that really hit home to my generation. So Snowden to you is a hero. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say hero, but I, I would say a major wake-up call for our generation. Um, I personally don't. I think you could have gone about sharing that information with Americans a better way. But I think that it was a major wake-up call, and, and he, he gave a much-needed wake-up call to, to the average American and, and most definitely the average young American. I agree with you, of course, that, I mean, this is enormous uh, unconstitutional government overreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the government has no business spying on its citizens. That's what they did. And dictatorships do that. Uh, and for older people, for instance, who may have a cell phone and may or may not have a computer and use a telephone in their home, it's just not a major issue. But your generation lives electronically. Mm-hmm. You communicate more electronically than you do in person. And so I would think this would be an absolute, uh, incredibly bad thing in the minds of young people. Mm-hmm. I can't see how you think it's how anyone would think it's good in your generation. Uh, and for, I mean, honestly, don't know anybody who thinks that this is a good idea. You know, there definitely needs to be precautions in place uh, to prevent a terrorist attack or whatever. But reading a, a teenager's text messages to his friend to hang out on Friday night, when, when does this become overkill? And I think for my generation, it took something like the Snowden event and the leaking of just this appalling government big brothership to, to really wake us up and show us how far the government has protruded into our individual liberties. Well, how much privacy are you willing to give up for security? How much are you personally willing to give up for security? Can they read read my text messages to make you more secure? Can they they decide 
well, that guy over there may be a terrorist because of whatever criteria they set up so they can read his text messages? Is that okay? And definitely not. I mean, I think our founders created a system that a warrant was necessary. Uh, some sort of, of cause on behalf of the, the government for concern had to be showed before they could supervise or, or search anybody's person for information. This unwarrantless just chaperoning, basically, of citizens is not okay. Um, you know, there, there should be precautions made available. You know, you shouldn't be able to just walk on an airplane uh, with a, a gun strapped to your hip, necessarily. But, you know, does reading Jake's text messages to Emily, is that okay? And I don't, for a large part, my generation would say, I would like to think that they would say no. I'm sure you've read 1984 by George Orwell. No. Well, you definitely need to because that's the society we live in today. Uh, it's a society in which the government oversees every aspect of your life electronically. Mm -hmm. uh, when he wrote this, we didn't have all of the electronic devices. He sort of figured that we might eventually, based upon what he knew uh, at the time. Uh, but that's the kind of society that we have evolved in where... You use the term big, big Brother over and over again. That comes from 1984. George Orwell's government in his book was Big Brother, and that's what the government was called. Mm -hmm. And they did not only monitor directly every individual's life, but they controlled it and just made all the choices for you. So there was no free choice. And that's unfortunately the society that we're drifting toward. When the government can mandate what should be in school lunches all around the country, for instance, no matter what kids. When, when you have uh, the political correctness of not having to be able to have bake sales in school because of the sugar content or whatever. I mean, this is not the America I grew up in. And hopefully, and I would hope that you understand that this is this kind of control really takes away freedom and your choice, does it not? Most definitely. So how do, you see, how do you see the future of this country and the interaction of your generation? What, what are you going to do? It's going to take giving these people, these young people, a motivation to, to get up and, and make these, make it possible for their voices to be heard. I think in large part that the reason my generation hasn't taken the steps that a lot of older generations have to to protest and voice their opinions is because they feel like they have no ability to do so. And so it's going to come down to motivating my generation and the generation above and below me to to express this concern. It's going to have to be we're going to have to motivate these people to show that we're not okay with, with every text message sent being read. We're not okay with the complete takeover of an entire industry of our economy. And so I think in, in due time, I'm optimistic about the future of this country. 
We have to take a quick commercial break here on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We have the conclusion to this conversation right after this. You know, a lot of change occurred in the past when large groups of people uh, marched on Washington. Martin Luther King really uh, demonstrated that when millions of, of, of folks appeared at the Lincoln Memorial. He made a very famous speech. And that really was a large impetus to make change in Washington. To me, um, my disappointment is that we have had similar uh, marches, including the Tea Party rally in Washington in 2010. Uh, and really, I'm not sh convinced that we saw change as a result. So do you think it's possible to have a million student march in Washington? Would that ever take place? I think so. I mean, as as these laws, these big brother laws keep hitting closer and closer to home as these revelations that are made in the past years or even months keep coming to light that are affecting young people it i mean eventually it's going to have to end somewhere and so it's going to take a motivation of young people to to go out there and do these things but i think that that's really possible i think that as these laws keep hitting closer and closer to home from Obamacare limiting the availability of choice of health, our health, and then next this government surveillance limiting our ability to communicate with one another. I think as these laws and, and scandals and all this stuff comes closer and closer to our personal lives, that at some point young people are going to have to rise up and we're going to have to say that's enough. You know, this country is over $17 trillion in debt. Uh, this month we're going to use the American MasterCard to pay the interest on the American visa. And next month we're going to use the American visa to pay the interest on the American MasterCard. And I know that you know that I know a lot of, a lot of college students try to do that for a while. And you have a mommy and a daddy to help you out when you when that fails, because inevitably that does fail. You reach your limit, and then you can't do that anymore. Our country has no mommy and daddy to do that. And so we will eventually reach the limit of credit, where we just, the world is not going to do it anymore. And that's going to be a major upheaval in this country's life. How do you think... Your generation, what side is your generation going to come in on? Do you think your generation is going to come in on the side of freedom and a constitutional republic? Or is it going to come down on the side of, please take care of me, big brother government? What do you think will happen? I think that we're not going to have that option. I don't think that we're going to be able to go, government, take care of me. Uh, you know, if we keep spending at the rate that we're spending... That's not going to be an option. We're going to have to, to buck up and, and say that this is enough. And I think that there's really going to be no option but to come down on the side of, of liberty and, and personal responsibility. Because as, as the government grows further and further in debt, the ability that we can say government take care of us, it becomes a fading option. And so when, when this does come to arise, when, 
when the point that the world cuts us off, we're going to have to start providing for our own. We're going to have to we're going to have to start providing for ourselves, for our families and whatnot. The ability to say, oh, government, please help us out, that's not going to be an option anymore. You know, have you heard of the normalcy bias? The normalcy bias is the belief that life will go on as it always has in spite of the fact that every fact you look at says that is not going to happen. I think a lot of people in this country and a lot of people in, in the college-age generation are infected with the normalcy bias. I think there are a lot of people that just believe that they know. They can read. They can add. They know that 2 and 2 equals 4. They know that's, that you have to pay huge amounts of interest on a $17 trillion debt that's growing Every single day, we're borrowing money to pay the interest. We're not even borrowing money to pay the debt down. We're borrowing money to pay the interest on the debt. I think that a majority of college students can understand the inherent danger of that mathematical equation. Mm -hmm. And yet so many people of your generation just believe, oh, well, it's just going to keep going on. How do you break that cycle? It, it all goes back to to showing them how this is going to affect their lives. Uh, like I said with Obamacare, that hit, hit close to home. Like I said with the, the private property rights being taken away or whatever, that hit close to home. It's going to have to hit them close to home. It, the, with this debt becomes a, a huge instability for this country of – our job markets diminishing of of all these things. It's going to take them not being able to go out and find an occupation. They're already behind the eight ball. They're they're taking money out to to pay for college and and whatnot. It's going to take them understanding that that debt and the ability of not finding a job to really change this. It's going to have to hit them close to home, I think, for a wake up call. But when it does. I'm optimistic that they're going to rise up and they're going to say that this can't go on anymore and we're going to have this million million student march that you're talking about. Well, I hope you ask me to speak at the million student march because I'll be happy to address them. And I will tell them really how important it is to understand that your freedom in the constitutional founder sense of freedom is the most important thing that you can fight for. That really is that choice, the ability to choose your life, to make the choices for your life without, you know, affecting others, okay, without negatively affecting others. In other words, Mm -hmm. making a choice where you say, yeah, I'm going to do well by stealing from someone else, that is not a moral choice, and I know you understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm hopeful that when that happens that you are right because there will be a lot of a lot of chaos and, and that's really what the book the fourth turning really discusses that when that in that fourth turning when the crisis occurs like it did at the American Revolution like it did at the Civil War like it did in the Great Depression and World War II those were enormous upheavals 
in this country. And were it not for the fact that there were patriots willing to sacrifice life, liberty, and property to uphold morality and uphold property rights and freedom, this country would not be where it is today. And I think it's going to be your generation, Hayden Duncan, that's going to be required to step up to the plate when that occurs. I want to thank you for a very interesting discussion. Well, thank you for having me. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for being on Freedom Forum Radio. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. (laughs) 